Hey, what is going on guys? DK, back at you with another video here for a final look at the week 7 NFL main slate on DraftKings. Before we get into the video, if you guys are new to the channel, welcome. My name is DK. I make daily videos and live stream for NBA and NFL slates on DraftKings. If you guys are interested in NBA DFS, I have a video breaking down the main slate for Saturday. Make sure to check that one out. Um, if you guys are unable to watch these videos, I also upload on Apple Podcasts. I have a link down below. It's called the DK DFS Show. If you're interested in signing up for premium content, I offer a few different packages on Patreon.com, NFL Package, NBA Package, and an Esports Package. And I want to thank the sponsor of today's video, Prize Picks. So, uh, for Prize Picks, a couple different ways you can play for um, for NFL. First way is taking over under on fancy points. So, for example, Aaron Rodgers projects for 20 fancy points. Do you do you either like the under or the over, or you can go over single stat and take over under like passing yards, rushing yards, receiving yards, receptions. Again, ton of different ways you can play. You can also mix and match sports. They do have college football. Um, they have again NBA, baseball, PGA. So yeah, if you guys want to try it out, sign up using my code DKDFS. That is DKDFS, all one word. You go to 100% match up to $100. So you deposit using my code $100, you get a free $100 to play with. Um, and finally, I want to thank you guys again for all of your support on the NBA, vid on the NBA videos, the NFL videos, the live streams. We've been hitting about 300 concurrent viewers on all these live streams. So really do appreciate all you guys' support. Make sure if you enjoy uh, to hit the like button. Try to aim for 100 on this one. Subscribe. Hit the notification bell. And uh, let me know uh, how you guys did on the Thursday Night Football show on slate. But um, all right. So. Yeah, let's hop into uh, this video really quick, though, since we didn't do an early look. Let's look back at my lineup here from last main slate. And last main slate was this close to a takedown, but no uh, complaints here. Uh, 7x my money here, uh, third place in, in uh, again, this is a $100 uh, single entry tournament. Uh, but I used a uh, Patrick Mahomes uh, stack with McCole Hardman, Travis Kelsey. Um, and then I brought it back with Ricky Seals-Jones. I was very high in both those tight ends last week. Um, so, yeah, I used both tight ends, two tight ends in uh, my GVP lineup. Sterling Shepard, who was solid. Keenan Allen, a little bit underwhelming. That game was just weird, right? That was super weird. You had every single running back score for Baltimore besides Lamar. Um, the Chargers couldn't move the ball. That was supposed to be like the game of the week. So that was a very underwhelming game. And then my running backs had Henderson, and I, I pivoted off of Hunt to uh, Mixon. Um, he was a guy that I knew Hunt was going to be very popular. Hunt was about 60% owned in this uh, tournament, which I thought was a little high for GPPs. So I went to the much lower owned Mixon, who, who did really, really well there. And then I used the Colts D um, against the Texans. So overall, it was a really, really solid uh, week for me. Hoping to keep it going. It's been, you know, main slate so far for me have been really good. Cashing basically every single week in GPPs. So, um, yeah, let's talk about this one. Uh, let's talk about some over-unders, some, some higher total games. So the Kansas City-Tennessee game is definitely the one that stands out. Obviously, a 57.5 over-under. Like, you look at that game compared to the other games in the slate, like, all the other games, like, sub-50, or sub Lions and Rams is 50.5. Um, but, yeah, that's the game that, uh, you know, Vegas projects to be the highest scoring by far. And yeah, guys, for the next uh, about week or so, no green screens. I'll be in the top left corner uh, of your screens. I'll be home for about a week or so. So um, just update there for, for anyone that does care. Um, but all right, let's start off with quarterback. And uh, at the top, uh, we have Kyler Murray and Patrick Mahomes. No surprise, they're at the top here. Um, I like them both. I think Kyler Murray might go a little bit um low owned he, he's been pretty low in last few weeks now the concern here for kyler is the rushing right he hasn't been rushing or hasn't been getting a ton of running yards now he did have seven attempts uh last couple of weeks each but um he is a guy that can go get you 30 40 yards in the ground um 
you know, they're going up against a really good matchup with Houston. There is some blowout rest. But, like, the thing with Arizona is they don't really – they're not going to really slow down, right? If they're off to a big lead, I don't think they're going to slow down and pound James Conner like 30 times, right? They're not going to They're not going to just run the ball when they get off to a massive lead. I think they're still going to air it out, kind of like Buffalo. So um, I think there's uh, less, uh, less worry – for the passing attack, even if the game does blow, because I still think they're going to air it out. Um, so, yeah, I think Kyler Murray goes under-owned this week. Uh, to no one's surprise, uh, you guys watching this video, I like Kyler again. Um, Patrick Mahomes at 8-4 I think is going to be pretty popular in tournaments, but, again, it's for good reason. It's the highest total by far of the week. Tennessee uh, defense has not been great. And, um, yeah, I just think Patrick Mahomes is very safe. You have a couple guys you can definitely pair him with as well for tournaments. So, really do like uh, Mahomes there. Let's see. Um, scrolling down a little bit more. So, Lamar Jackson, if you guys watched that game last game, he played really well. You got really unlucky if you did play Lamar. He was, you know, probably the optimal play at quarterback last week. Just got insanely unlucky with the touchdown merits. Uh, again, the positive with Lamar here is just he's going to give you a very high floor with uh, his rushing ability. And, um, yeah, I think it's a solid matchup against uh, the Bengals. I do like Lamar a good amount. Uh, a Matt Stafford revenge game uh, going up against my Detroit Lions, who are probably going to get killed. Um, I think he's firmly in play. Again, the Rams are kind of like the Cardinals in the fact that they're just going to throw the ball a ton. Now, Jalen Hurts, um, he's kind of been getting there in garbage time a lot recently, but he's still getting there. And, you know, like Lamar Jackson, he brings that floor with his rushing ability. Now, um, I would think Lamar's probably going to get a lot more ownership than Jalen Hurts. Um, but, yeah, I think Hurts is is firmly in play as well. He hasn't looked as good recently. But, again, he brings that uh, rushing upside with him. I don't think if you play Jalen Hurts, you have to pair him with one of his receiving targets because they do spread the ball out. But, um, yeah, both Lamar and Jalen Hurts are solid options. Again, Tannehill in this very high total game I think is firmly in play. If they do fall behind early, I'm not sure they're going to continue to ground and pound Derrick Henry. We've seen it a couple times last year where Tennessee kind of phases Derrick Henry out of the offense if they do fall behind, you know, by a few scores. So that could happen here. We haven't really seen a big game from Tannehill yet, but this is this is a game where you could see Tannehill have to air it out like 40, 50 times. So um, I'm intrigued by Tannehill there in the mid-range. Let's see, what else? Um, I mean, you guys saw how awful Daniel Jones looked last week, but this Giants defense really can't stop anyone. Um, so they're going to be playing from behind most weeks. He does bring a rushing floor, even though he hasn't done much on the ground last couple games. So as a bounce-back candidate in the low end for tournaments, I think he's at least uh, worth a look. And then, yeah, I mean, you can say the same thing about Taylor Heineke, right? Not the most talented quarterback, but they're going to be playing from behind almost guaranteed. He's going to have to air it out. So, sure, those two, I think, are at least viable, uh, cheap options. Let's move on to running back. So, Derek Henry's at 9-2. I think he's going to get ownership. My only concern here, obviously, is what? It's like a 7.5-point spread, right? Um, oh, no, 4.5. Never mind. I oh, so maybe 37.5, that's what I was thinking. But, yeah, only 4.5-point spread. Uh, but there's still a chance, again, if, if if Kansas City gets off to an early lead, maybe like 14-0 or 17-0, they, they phase him out a little bit. But, like, it's Derrick Henry. Like you, they're just feeding this guy so many times. So if this game stays close or it's like a neutral game script, um, Derrick Henry's probably going to push for 30-plus touches. So once again, uh, he is definitely in play at the top. I, I would say the only risk here is if, the, if Tennessee falls behind early big, uh, or falls behind big early, then uh, then you might see Derrick Henry phase out. Uh, they might see him phase out of the offense a little bit. And Christian McCaffrey out. Uh, Saquon Barkley out. 
Um, Henderson at 6.6K, still got a majority of the touches there for the Rams. He had 21 carries on the ground, uh, two catches on three targets. This is a really good matchup against Detroit. So I think he's one of the safer plays in the mid-range. Joe Mixon, the matchup isn't as good, but he's still played basically the entire game last game um, when it was competitive. Uh, you know, he basically sat the entire fourth quarter. He had 18 carries, 94 yards, five catches, and six targets. So um, I do have interest in Mixon. Again, the matchup isn't as good, but I still think he's safe and going to get a majority of the touches there for the Bengals. And don't mind Leonard Fournette, uh, matchup against the Bears, not necessarily the best, but um, even with, uh, you know, the other backs healthy here for Tampa Bay, Fournette's still getting a ton of looks. So another, you know, there's a lot of guys in the mid-range that are pretty safe options. Now, Cordero Patterson at 6.3K, I'm probably not going to do it. I get it, though. Like, seven, seven, six, nine targets, I get it. He's been phenomenal, but, like, ugh, I just, I wish it would just, you know, play in the uh, Atlanta play the early game every week so don't have to deal with Corderell Patterson nuking the slate on the main slate um let's see what else Chuba Hubbard's at 6.1k again no Christian McCaffrey he's gonna be out the majority of the time he's probably gonna get somewhere around 20 touches in the ground I think a relatively safe option plus should be good game script um you would think Carolina's been playing from ahead in this one DeAndre Swift they're massive dogs but that's actually kind of a positive for him since he's a great pass catching running back and they're targeting him a ton seven six six and seven targets so um, I think Swift is firmly in play for tournaments. Let's see. Uh, what else? So, Darrell Williams at 5.8K. He did get a majority of the touches. Uh, 21 carries, 3 catches, and 4 targets. McKinnon got mixed in a little bit, but um, I think Williams is very safe in a, in a super high total game, is involved in the uh, passing game as well. So, no issue paying that salary for me for Darrell Williams. And then below that, um, there's not a ton of like smash value running backs. Like Edmonds and Connor are going to mix in together. Connor's going to be early, early down back. Edmonds, the passing down back. They're both just tournament plays for me. Um, Damian Williams is back. So like, I'm not sure what the, what the snap distribution is going to be for him and Herbert. So it might be one where I just kind of take a wait and see there. Uh, Devonte Booker at five, five is in play, but he played, I think it was 70% of snaps. Um, 71% of snaps last game with Saquon Barkley out. And if the game stays close, you know, he'll probably, he can push for 20 plus touches, uh, is involved in the pass game too. So fair play there in the mid range. I just don't trust the Miami backs right now. If you want to roll the dice, some of them in GBP, sure, but it's, it's probably not for me. Um, I will mention JD McKissick at 5K uh, because this is a game Washington is probably playing from behind. And you saw what happened against Kansas City when they fell behind big, eight catch on 10 targets, right? So it's not really a cash game play, but. It, he's, he's game flow dependent. So if Washington falls behind, he's going to be um, way more valuable, right? So And you would think they're going to be playing from behind here on the road against Green Bay. So I think McKissick's a sneaky uh, tournament play. And then, yeah, we'll get here. Let's go to Baltimore. Um, Latavius Murray's out, but, like, uh, do I trust this? Like, I don't know what they're going to do here. Like, Tyson Williams has been inactive a couple games. Le'Veon Bell might get uh, the start, but it's still Freeman. I'm guessing Tyson Williams is going to come up from the practice squad too. So it might be a three-headed monster. If you want to go to one of these cheap options in tournaments, sure. But, like, it might just be a three-way split there. Uh, again, that's assuming – I'm assuming Tyson Williams gets called up. All right, moving on to wide receivers. So Devontae Adams at 8.9K, I think a very safe play at the top. He had a subpar game last game. I'm not super worried about it. He's just a guy that's going to get close to uh, double-digit targets every single week. And Washington defense has not been great this year. So 
Devontae Adams is definitely in play. Tyreek Hill, more of a GP only play for me. The, the floor is relatively low for him, and he's also dealing with a little bit of an injury, but the ceiling is massive. He's 40, 50 fantasy point ceiling and almost a 60 uh, over under game. I think Tyreek Tyre Hill looks like a really good tournament play. Cooper Cup, I think playable in both formats just because the amount of targets he's getting. The floor plus ceiling he presents. Again, this is a game that the Rams should put up a ton of points. So I think Cooper Cup, very, very safe, even at that price point. Again, Hopkins, more of a tournament play. He's been up and down. The targets haven't been great for him. But uh, this is a great matchup against Houston, as I said. I think DJ Moore is very safe at 7.1K. I mean, again, targets, right? He's getting like 10-plus targets a game. This is a solid matchup against the Giants. So I think DJ Moore looks like a very, very safe play. Uh, McLaurin, definitely viable for tournaments. Right, a game they're, they're probably been playing from behind. Um, you can make the argument for him in cash games, too. Calvin Ridley, like this is really cheap price point for Calvin Ridley. Calvin Ridley, you, you would think that the breakout game is going to come soon. Maybe it's uh, tomorrow here against Miami. I mean, the targets are there. We just haven't really seen the big, big game from Ridley. So if you want to try to buy low on Calvin Ridley, um, I have no issue with that. I don't mind that at all. Uh, the Tampa Bay wide receivers, Evans and Godwin, definitely viable here. Um, we know Tampa Bay is also a team that uh, likes to air it out. There is no Antonio Brown, so we'll get to here. Let's go to Tampa Bay really quick. So um, should be uh, Tyler Johnson as the number three wide receiver here, filling in for Antonio Brown. He's at the flat min price. I think he's interesting value. And then again, Evans, Godwin, both definitely viable at their respective prices. Let's see, scrolling down a little bit more, uh, A.J. Brown at 6'3". So, again, super high total game. Um, he'll probably be good to go. Obviously, you guys know he was dealing with the, the Chipotle illness. Um, but, yeah, at this price point in this type of game environment, you can see a pretty big game from A.J. Brown. So, I like this price. Um, again, I think you're definitely going to want at least some exposure to that game. Julio Jones, monitor this one. This is pretty big. He's questionable. He says he feels good. Uh, but we'll have to see if he's out, then then probably a slight boost to a guy like Westbrook. Here we'll go to Tennessee really quick. We already have Chester Rogers out, so I, I'm assuming um, Westbrook's going to play more out of the slack. Because when Rogers um, was or you know went down earlier uh, in that game, it was Westbrook that played a majority of the snaps uh, in the slot. So if Julio Jones is out, then maybe it's a guy like Marcus Johnson that fills in. So there's definitely some potential value here for Tennessee, and keep an eye on that Julio Jones news. Um, all right, let's go down a little bit more. Cooks is really the only guy I feel confident in for Houston. Uh, if you're stacking Arizona want to bring back, Cooks is probably the only guy, again, I would look to there. Sterling Shepard, keep an eye on this. Do the Giants just have everyone questionable again? Everyone on their roster is questionable. Just look at what, like, look at this. Look, uh, what? So, yeah, Shepard, if he plays, I think he's a very, very safe play. He played on, like, 90-plus percent of the snaps. Um, Daniel Jones loves going to slot receiver, right? When Shepard's out a couple games, it was Tony. And when Shepard came back, he had a massive game, right? 14 targets, 10 catches. So if Shepard plays, I'd like him a good amount. Um, if he doesn't, we'll just have to see who's going to be available, right? It's just too hard. If every single person questionable for the Giants. So, um, yeah, that's that's one where we could have some value, especially if Shepard gets ruled out for those Giants wide receivers. Let's see. Um, scrolling down a little bit more. Now we're kind of to the cheaper options. You know, the Cincinnati wide receivers in a relatively high total game. I'm fine with any of those guys in Higgins and Boyd and Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase, probably the guy that has the most upside. Uh, Rondale Moore here for Arizona. The snaps are slowly ticking up. Now the targets haven't been amazing on him, but he does have the big play upside and he's not super expensive. So probably not a cash game play, but for GPPs, um, I'm perfectly fine taking a shot on Rondale Moore. 
Um, I think Hardman's a relatively safe, cheap option just because, again, the game environment plus the fact that he has kind of established himself as the number two wide receiver behind Tyreek Hill. He's playing a good amount of snaps, um, 12 and 5 targets the last couple games. That's definitely not bad. So I like Hardman for value. Uh, the Lions receivers in a game, it's the second highest total game of the week. Um, but again, they should be playing from from behind. Uh, Raymond, St. Brown, Hodge all played big snaps last week. So I've I think all three are definitely viable. Now, like, you're not going to feel great about any of them, but, like, the Lions are going to be playing from behind almost guaranteed and have to air it out. So any of the main receivers there, Raymond, St. Brown, or Hodge, I think are viable tournament options for the Lions. Let's see. Below that, uh, not much I love. Um, i trying to think, is there anyone else? And we have more of those Giants receivers, like if Slayton plays, he becomes potential value there. I don't know if I trusted Yami Brown for Washington. Um, oh, uh, Van Jefferson, he's played on like 60-plus percent of the snaps last couple games. I think he's fair value at 3.5K. Uh, and then where is, yeah, Bateman. So Bateman's at 3.4K. Um, he had four catches and six targets in his first game. And the positive here is he actually played the second most amount of snaps, 65% of the snaps. Now, we know Baltimore is definitely a run-first team. But number two wide receiver, only 3.4K in a relatively good matchup. I definitely have some interest in Rashad Bateman for value. And finally, tight end. So um, Travis Kelsey, don't think we had to spend a ton of time here. Very safe play. Super high total game. Going to get around 10 targets a week. I think he's one of the best plays if you can afford him. Waller popped up in the injury report. He got downgraded to questionable. So monitor that one. Um, but yeah, I think I would lean Kelsey over Waller. Mark Andrews, well, the touchdown regression finally went his way. As I said, he went like, what, four or five games without a touchdown. And now two, two, uh, the last two games had three touchdowns. So again, red zone target, 6K, definitely viable. Kyle Pitts, I knew it was going to happen already in the big game on the early game. Was it like the, the London game? So he wasn't on the main slate because, uh, yeah, Kyle Pitts lost me a lot of money uh, in the first few weeks. But a 5.9K. You know, I, I have no issue going to that price point for him. Uh, Mike Jusecki has been getting a ton of targets. Keep an eye on Devontae Parker news. Devontae Parker's in. Maybe a slight downgraded to Shockey, uh, Mike Jusecki, but he's still lining out wide a lot. And again, getting a lot of targets here. Relatively decent matchup too. Um, Goddard, so there's no more Zach Ertz. So he is, you know, clearly their top tight end now. Um, at only 4.6K, I think he does get a pretty big boost without Ertz because Jack Stallmore out there for blocking. So, um, I do have some interest in Goddard, too, as kind of a contrarian tight end play. I'm probably going to take a wait and see on Zach Ertz. Um, if you want to roll the dice in him with GBPs, I don't hate it. He is a cheap target for Arizona. Um, it's just a matter of, you know, all right, how much work he's going to get in his first game. So it's not something you're going to feel super confident in, but the price point's cheap. So, again, if you want to roll the dice in him in tournaments, I have no issue with that. And then finally, Ricky Seals Jones. I think he's just super safe, right? Without Logan Thomas, he's basically just playing the entire game. Nine and six targets last couple games. Should be playing from behind. I think one of the safer uh, cheap tight end plays. And then, yeah, I think that's really going to do it for the video today, guys. So if you haven't enjoyed the content, make sure to hit the like button, subscribe, hit the notification bell. And, uh, again, let me know how you guys did Thursday Night Football. Let me know who's going to win uh, you a bunch of money tomorrow. I will be doing a YouTube live stream tomorrow, so make sure to check that one out, guys. General Q&A, so I'll be answering a ton of questions. But, yeah, thanks again. Have a great day, and I'll see you guys all tomorrow in the live stream.